Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo, what's up, everybody? What the fuck is up? everybody to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts it is the internationally acclaimed sydney crawford approved podcast of hops high fives and friendship i am your host the crispiest of boys the 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 all caps the yep king of butt rock never gets old (laughs) it really doesn't uh and i am joined as always by my, the our other host. I, okay, we're gonna roll with this. No, um, I was gonna say you didn't say your name, Tom. Oh yeah, I'm Tom. <laughs> there we go. I'm your other host, the Royers Ford Rattlesnake. Hell yeah, it's Dan. And you ready to play the music? I am. Uh, all right, everybody, and we are, uh, you know, as always, we're you know, th- you know, this one, Dan. I have mixed feelings about it. All right. So let's get into this. We are the best, best friends podcast in the world. I'm going to hit the music. I think everybody does the same head motion when this song comes on. Again, the king of butt rock. Now, now here. So here's the thing. Technically, I guess this this falls. Would you call this international butt rock? Well, so it falls. I guess technically falls under the banner of butt rock, but Ramstein fucking rules, dude. Ramstein I mean, slaps. I mean, it's an awesome song. Yeah, you, I, I don't nine exactly <laughs> nine. Is this butt rock? Nine exactly. Thank you, Ramstein. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, does it fall under the banner of butt rock? How long can we play it without getting sued? We're, I'm, I'm turning it down now. I'm cranking it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so I guess the Ramstein, Ramstein uh, technically falls under the, the banner of butt rock, uh, error, style music. Uh, but I, it, I think it's, it just it, came out at a bad time. It fucking slaps, dude. It's, right. It still holds up. Um, so, you know, Dan, uh, this came to me it, it, as all, most of they most of these songs do uh, anymore. Uh, where the uh, turbo? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I get to a point where I'm like, are we butt rocked out? Like, I, have have we reached our butt rock limit? Like, I don't know. How much more butt rock there is, and then I think our guest is going to tell us. Yes, I, we have. No, there's no. What I'm finding is there there is no limit to the butt rock. It's butt <laughs> rock is limitless. 
Um, so, you know, I, I turn on, I throw on, uh, I slap on some uh, Sirius XM Turbo. And I'm just, every song comes on, I'm like, man, I forgot about this song. Which I'll tell you later, because um, I don't want to say it on the uh, on here now, but there is a brewery I've been to twice now uh-huh. um, that has just, I think has Turbo as like the overhead <sighs> music. It's just all butt rock every time I go in there. You just announced that because I'm going to live there. Oh, well, it's closed for you. Is it? Yeah, I was just there this weekend. Is it? Oh, yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Is it a place where a horse stays in a number? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I believe I, I was. A- <laughs> I just get, we can see our guest in the green. <laughs> just get disappointed in that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. The smile on his face. But I think, I think it is. Oh, man. I think it's serious turbo. <laughs> <laughs> um um, so yeah yeah no i throw an old turbo and then you know uh, i'll be riding down the road it'll be like i'm like fuck yeah dude there's another one to add to the list oh man get a little puddle of mud comes on i'm like oh god every single one of these songs sucks yes let me put these on um (laughs) so inspiration every time yeah it's just they, they are uh uh yeah, they are my, uh, they're my, my, who is the, uh, the, what, who did Selma Hayek play in, uh, Dogma? She was inspiration. Uh, oh, was serendipity? Oh, uh, maybe. Was it serendipity? I think that, I think that was it. I think that was. Um, yeah. So the Turbo, Sirius XM Turbo, if you have Sirius XM, throw that on. It is my serendipity. Or just head down to a local brewery and yeah, listen to it for yourself. Um, hey, we, uh, we diverge, so yeah. let's do a little housekeeping here while we're yeah. uh, getting set up here, guys. Uh, before we bring well, our guests on. A little healthy banter. A little, yeah. little healthy banter. Yeah. Uh, guys. Sub- butt banter. <laughs> but <laughs> I like that. Butt banter. Yeah. Uh, follow, rate, and review, guys. Uh, review to help us show up better in searches. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Um, yeah, write us a great review. Oh. Tell us about... Uh, what- hey, we're, we're on... Uh, we're we're now on a platform that uh, another platform that nobody listens to Amazon Music. Oh, nice. Yeah, we just got uh, <laughs> you know we 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 uh, another platform that's not Apple or Spotify. Exactly. We 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 I think we put down a like an application to get on there like six months ago when it was debuting. Yeah. And they just got to us and they're like, hey, congratulations, you're on. We're like, cool. Nobody fucking uses your service. I want to see the analytics and see how many listeners we have in Uzbekistan. But but now we can set it up so people can say, hey, Alexa. Play best best friends podcast in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're entering the 21st century or something. <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys. And partnerships. Um, yeah, we'll talk about breweries and PA as the, the, <laughs> the as they wrote it, leading source resource for all things Pennsylvania craft beer, connecting beer drinkers to the PA breweries they love. Go to breweriesandpa.com and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at breweries and pa go ahead go ahead and get mad about milko pores and watch (laughs) watch chad yell at you on social media yeah cybernetic chad if Uh, he's a real person he isn't uh and i'm i i'm here that matt is uh legally changing his name to map yeah it's it's map map kozar map kozar (laughs) of uh breweries and pa yeah check out my map have you seen my map? <laughs> um, all right, everybody. And remember, we are still a part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a group of independent beer podcasts. You can check out all of the other independent beer podcasts, much like ours, on their uh, website, www.hoppedupnetwork.com. You can also check them out on social media at Hopped Up Network. Um, 
I think that does it. That five star party? Do we talk about five star party? Five star parties? Oh yeah, that's the rating. Okay. Five star party. Um, all right, everybody. Let's get our guests on here. Um, so uh returning guest, uh another guest that is gonna be at the four, four local, local beer fest. The remix. 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 Uh, and we never put the air horn on the soundboard every time we talk I, about I it. I know. I need to find a good sounding uh burr, air burr, burr. Horn. um yeah, he's gonna be at the beer fest. Uh uh returning guest. Um it may be uh the only uh larger POD enthusiast. Than, than us. Than us, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never seen somebody more of a POD fan than I'm pretty sure he has uh he has Sonny, uh Sonny's name, his uh, autograph tattooed on his arm. I think he does too. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh so he is the uh the owner of Broken Goblet Brewing Company in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Ben Salem. Yeah, and Andalusia. Yeah, I was gonna say Andalusia. <laughs> uh Pennsylvania. It's Mike Locke from Broken Goblet. All bring right, him let's on. bring him on. There hey. he is. There's Mike. Uh look at him. Where's your POD gear? You In said- the trash where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were wearing the t-shirt tonight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So listen, listen, here's the thing about butt rock in a brewery. Okay. okay? Let's just jump right into it. Yes, please. (laughs) It's comfort food for a brewery to have music like that on. What a perfect analogy. Because it's just edgy enough to sound like you are cool. Right. And you're not listening to like Peter, Paul and Mary or what, you know, whatever, which is, there's (laughs) nothing wrong with it, but. It's just edgy enough to be cool, but it also fits the demo of the people that a lot of the people that come to breweries, which are like kind of guys in their mid to late thirties, all the way up to the like late forties who are feel comfortable when they hear these songs that they know the words to, because they used to, you know, listen to them on the radio, you know, on the way to work or something like that. So that's why breweries do it is they, they, it's just sort of a easy comfortable familiar pillow that's that you sit on i like that it's like a nice warm yeah. macaroni and cheese casserole it, uh, just fills you up it's, a nice warm, it's like a casserole it's like a warm butt rock blanket hmm. it just wraps exactly man how are you guys doing <laughs> <laughs> doing a lot better now doing a lot better now <laughs> uh so what what what's your what's your verdict on uh on rammstein I'm. I, I can. I think Rammstein. I think they slap. I think they have one of the best live performances that you could you will ever see in in your lifetime. Oh yeah. Um, I know they spend a gajillion dollars on it, um, but I feel like for what they are, I mean, in that type of like grindy sort of rhythmically same music is huge. OUS. So for for like a for a non American audience, Rammstein's probably a great. It's great. For us, we have a bit different taste over here, and I think it doesn't work quite as well. But they still have a huge following. But if you go to like a, if you get to see them in Europe and Germany somewhere, I mean, you're <laughs> you're in for like it's going to look like Mad Max had sex with Tron, <laughs> and then there's just like the, you know flamethrowers and like fighter jets fighting above <laughs> your head. The crowd, it's going to look like the crowd the size of Woodstock '99. It's like America, stop kink shaming Rammstein, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's the other thing too, is that we are so fucking puritanical here I remember, in the United States. Oh, that, I wish that, I had Demuborg gear lined up when he said that. Yeah. We we can't we can't deal with like, you know, big and 
fucking ceramic cocks on stage uh, <laughs> that these guys are uh, that, that they're singing around and stuff. So it, it just it again another reason why OUS gets it a little bit better. Than I remember seeing video footage of him with like a giant like flame throwing cod piece on, just spraying flames out of it. <laughs> just with pelvic thrusts yeah. i was like this guy rules yeah. yeah i mean it's they're they're crazy they're crazy man speaking of i've tur- never seen them live i've just seen video of it, yeah same speaking of turbo uh uh america by uh rammstein came on today and that got me all that got the juices flowing today yeah i was like fuck yeah america <laughs> i know that i know that it's probably not very american but fuck yeah america <laughs> Fuck yeah, I love this country. I, I don't God damn. I don't think that was the I don't think that was the uh feeling they were trying to convey. No, I got all song. hyped up. I <laughs> slapped a salt life sticker on the back of my car. Oh man. <laughs> started wearing the monster. Started yeah. putting your sunglasses on the back of your head. Yep. Never wore them on my, over my eyes. Just always on the back of my head. Uh I call that the guy Fietti. Nice. Yeah. All right. On let's that uh note, let's uh let's get into a beer. Yeah. I'm let's thirsty. uh let's get uh into a uh Lord of the Rings inspired beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna do uh we're gonna do the Fall of Risengard. This is a uh a this is the a night the nitro version, correct? This is the nitro version, yes. Okay. So you gotta give this several shakes back and forth, sort of this kind of job. Okay. Not right. a, not aggressive. So we're gonna do a uh it's a black rye ale on nitro, which uh I, I I still think about the uh I still think about uh what the ghoul nitro that we had. He still talks about I really it. I thoroughly enjoy it. Sometimes that. he texts me like late at night just to say like, Hey, uh, you remember the ghoul? <laughs> and I'm like, Stop it. Can you just text Mike already? <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a we have a new variant of the ghoul coming out for Halloween time. Ooh, Ooh it's just in time for spooky season. Just in time for, for uh the booze and bruise season oh, oh, uh okay. we are uh Ooh. yeah we got a new version of that. not nitro but still okay all right yeah. um, um well before yeah. we get into yeah. this beer Absolutely. Um, we'll about talk it. about that cesspool that eventually we're gonna update um and that is untapped uh so oh, guys <laughs> eventually we'll get, we'll get all of our beers on there but you guys can follow us on untapped guess what mike it's at best best friends pod that's best best friends p-o-d Sorry, Mike. Only five more. <laughs> <laughs> As he just he's carving them into the <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, uh, at least you're committed yeah. to it. Yeah, and don't forget vigorous pour. Yes, three vigorous pour. Two, one. Oh, oh yeah! Whoa! Wow! It's got, it's got to get a little spurt, baby. Aggressive pour. I've been told it's not pee, it's squirt. We've learned that from the past episodes. All right. That's got to be a hell of an episode. You guys are talking about squirting. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> Go back. It's uh, with our buddy Non Heinous. Yeah, so right. if you're familiar with his artwork, we had him on and we uh Okay. We had some pretty questionable videos back then. It was it, an, it, we were at the height of pandemic. We were bored. So yeah. Dan, Dan borderline thought about quitting the show. Yeah. I almost walked out. I almost pulled a mic lock and just walked away from the podcast. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how tipsy these beers get us. And uh, maybe we'll watch a squirt video. Oh, there you God. Go. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Yeah. We don't, we don't, again, 
just like Ramstein. We don't kink shame. No, so, no kink know. shaming. Um, except for that lady, the whatever it was. Um, I am just loving the fireworks as I'm watching this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dan, uh, do you have the uh, the untapped pulled up? On I this? do have the untapped oh, here, no. so uh, I can pull this up here for all of the people to see again. Uh, it's, uh, Why can't they just name the beer normal? Why does it have to be this dirty? Why can't they just call it a black rye? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I I was gonna read the description off the can, but that is a fucking story right there yeah, so yeah, <laughs> i'm gonna go with untapped here it says the ents are mad as hell saruman is going down almost as easily as this black rye oh, Jesus. <laughs> and i think it goes into yeah just black rye ale and that's it so uh, <laughs> i don't think i wrote that but okay <laughs> it's a uh, seven percent abv 35 ibu yep yeah. and this oh, it is oh, yeah, yeah and this is uh yeah 3.74 so and just look at that beauty Oh, yeah. Now that it's settled. Oh, look how nice that looks. Oh, yeah. That looks great. Oh, I can't wait to get in this. All right. All right, guys. Boys. Slancha. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Still got to get used to this multi-screen cheers mm-hmm. here. Mm. You take that screen off before I punch my computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, there we go. Gonna, We're back. Gonna, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he's going to go full click, click, boom on the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. You like that? Yeah. Nice. Is that one of the five? Is that possible that we could? Oh, okay. No, that's a saliva song. I know. I was just hoping that we could use up one of the references by no. That. Oh okay. no. You oh, thought? No. You thought? Okay. No, we've got plenty of butt rock and pod for this episode. Oh, we loaded up. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I've got six yeah, so- different edits of your picture with different butt rock bands. <laughs> <laughs> What a regrettable photo that is. So it, it, it's it's so many so many layers in Photoshop where I could just like click it out and then just put Buckcherry there. And yeah, click it, it out. Put it's, POD. It's really nicely laid out for everybody there to just write whatever they want. Here's Mike wearing his favorite Seether shirt. Here's his favorite <laughs> yeah. puddle of mud shirt. Oh, yeah. here's a Finger Eleven shirt. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know Mike liked Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> I guess he does now. He does now, guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. This is uh this is wonderful. Oh yeah, this is uh so what uh I guess you would just classify this as a dark rye ale. Does this have any classification in terms of like the beer style? I mean, I think it's a rye, you know, I'm you quite not quite the right person to ask just because I'm not I don't brew it, but I but I'm pretty sure that that this would just be considered a rye ale. It's just that we use debittered black and some chocolate malts in it. Okay. Um to darken it up. Uh it gives it a little bit more roastiness. Um but you still kind of get, I mean, the, the funny thing with nitro is that it, it, you know, as you guys have talked about in the past and maybe we've talked about is that nitro kind of messes with the flavor profile a bit, but generally when this beer is not on nitro, you do get a bit more of the rye, what I call a spice, like a sort like almost a peppery hit. Um, the, the nitro seems to smooth that a bit. And then when it warms up, it starts to come back. Um, but no, I think it's just a, like kind of a, a, it's very, uh, predictably broken goblet type of beer it's a beer we brewed very very early on when we were trying to just not fit in um as best as we could so you know we wanted to do a beer with rye the the brewer at the time joe was was big into rye beers and uh we said but like we can't just do that because then we're gonna be like everybody else so let's do something different and then the name just was super obviously cheesy and punny but 
Um, <laughs> if I can, if I can shoehorn in a Lord of the Rings reference into any name, I will. And uh, yeah, so this was the this is that beer, and this is actually one of the beers that we we started to rebrand our older beers a little bit with the graphic design department, um, just as we've evolved and kind of matured a little bit. And uh, this is one that we really didn't she changed the color scheme tiny little bit, but this is almost like identical to the label you would see six, six or seven years ago when it first came out. And it is a pretty like, this would be like a man of war cover, like, like a metal yeah. album cover right here. <laughs> I was like, it's so badass. And like you said, this is like, what you would say would be like a typical broken goblet beer like it's yeah it's it's a take on a rye ale you guys added like the roasted malts in it a little bit more to give it like a little roastier kind of taste to it which you know looking at the you know bjcp before this you know trying to classify looking at the different rye beers like rye ipa is really the like the rye ale that really comes out and you never see like you see different variations of like the black rye ipa and everything like that just adding more roasted malts to it this was definitely not a pit and I, you know, with this, we would definitely never call this an IPA. The, the hops used in this are, are absolutely not meant to bitter it up. Yeah. Um, it has no floral. We did a version of it. I want to say like four years ago where we tried to dry hop it. And I mean, it was okay, but it, it was just, it tasted like almost like this, which is like a, it tasted like a dry hop porter, which is not great. Right. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind yeah. of a beer that doesn't really need that dry hop. No, Yeah. no, not this one. No. But it's one of the most popular beers that we've done and, and also one of the beers that we, we've kind of gotten away from flagships and cores and to, to much to some people's uh, anger. But we, this is one of the beers that we continuously bring back and bring back and bring back because it's so different, but it's also really liked because if you drink this, you're expecting it to drink like a stout or you know what your, what your mental thought is of a stout, um, which may be porter-ish. And this doesn't really drink like that it drinks more like now this one nitro is is weird because it's a nitro it's not it's not a beer you traditionally would nitro but it's a uh it's definitely a lighter style beer and this is a fun one to bring to beer fest when we actually do them because people are really kind of put off by it because they're like oh i don't like i don't like dark beers or i don't like stouts or porters and like just drink it the non-nitro version. And it's, <laughs> Just drink you know, it. Don't rain on untap though if you don't like that. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, if you hate dark beers, make sure you you rate this one. Um, uh, you know, because you know you, it's dark, so give it a two. Um, and yeah, so it's 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 a it's fun and it's like I said, it's quintessential broken goblet beer. Totally, I would definitely like to try this like non-nitro with like that carb bite too, just mm. to like get that difference yep. and see like what the like the profile like how the profile changes because it does have like it's a little bit softer on your palate like you know say almost like those dark darker beers but definitely has a different like it leaves your palate differently so it's yeah this this stouts it up this nitro stouts it up oh yeah but still really good yeah yeah the one thing i really like about broken goblet is the uh you know the the way you guys do your nitro um it just i don't know it's what i expect when i drink like a nitro beer to be like smooth and creamy um i haven't really found that too many places you don't Um, see it a lot anywhere really well nobody i mean well as you can tell from the breweries and pa group uh if you do (laughs) anything uh different and time tested it's awful (laughs) no not not not, i didn't say that but if you can tell by the 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 group of people that are so mad at at, uh milk pours 
you know, when you start to do something different, that's also very time tested, like nitroing a beer, it's, it's sort of out of style now. And so, and the other part is that nobody's buying widgets. So we're all kind of at the mercy of either having a canning line that has a doser on it or having a, a mobile canner come in who has a doser on their line. So that's why we, we were, I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I'm retelling a story, I apologize. So I'll keep it quick, but the company we've been working with is a company called tripod and they, um, they wanted to put a doser in, but they were like, we're not going to put a doser in unless somebody does like a run. And that's why we're like, okay, we'll be, the <laughs> guinea, we'll be the guinea pig. So we did like four or five beers, like all in one, one run. We did the watermelon cream ale and the ghoul. Uh, so we did a whole bunch of nitro beers just to give it a shot. Um, and this was, this was one of them, but you know, I don't think it's something we're going to do a lot. And we, we actually have a can, our own canning line coming in the next month. So at that point it won't have a doser. So you'll very, very likely not see very many more nitros from us unless we bring in tripod to do a run, which we would absolutely do because they are great. But um, I'm, I've, I've been kicking myself for a while cause I didn't get out there to get that, uh, that watermelon cream ale. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I know, I know you're not Dan, but I am, I, I was very, uh, very disappointed in myself for not getting that. Cause it's, I was like, man, that's just going to be a nice, delicious summer beer and didn't do it and been kicking myself ever since. Are you guys going to be at four local? Dan will be, I will not. I will be well, live if, there. If I can remember, I have, I think two cans of it left and I'll just bring it and give it to him. So you can, Trade off to him. Ooh. Oh, I like Tom, the sound of that. Tom's going to be setting have to reminders in his phone to text mm -hmm. you. And I don't have to worry about Dan uh, Bogart and those. Because oh, no, no. I will, those I will are not make the ones sure he you will. get those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to smash them together and drink them like stone cold. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I'm going to sit far away so I don't have to smell watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty subtle. Um, it's pretty subtle. It's not crazy. It'll uh, never be subtle enough for Dan. I am yeah, just I'm not a watermelon fair. person. I, I know. Say. I remember hearing you in the previous episode <laughs> talking about that. Oh, we talk about it a lot because yeah. no matter what, you bring it up. <laughs> so um, what uh, what's all going on at the brewery? Uh, I know you just had you had Goblet Fest. Um, yep. Goblet Stock. Goblet Stock. That's what it is. Goblet Stock. Yep. Gobble Stock. Yep. Um, and uh so I was I went out to the brewery to pick up the beers and uh and you know there was my first time actually inside the your you know essentially your, your venue that yeah, you have yeah, there. Yeah. Um and it's awesome. Like are you are you getting lined up for getting any shows lined up out there any music acts or anything? We do a lot. I mean we have live music 3 to 4 days a week. Okay. Um it's it's been it's been a very interesting well covid notwithstanding it's just been interesting because we, you know, the, the beer industry and, 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 and the, actually let's not call it the beer industry. The tap room industry within the beer industry is a weird one because what we learned is that, you know, you think and you have the best laid plans of how you're going to run your room and what people are going to want and what, and, and what we found, and it's, it's always the same uh, every year over year is that, you know, you have to sort of tweak your model to accommodate more people. So what we learned when we put in this particular iteration of Goblet, which is basically more sound power than the TLA in Philadelphia, oh. <laughs> is that when we, and so you get a band in and bands want noise. 
fans want volume, well-mixed volume. And we want well-mixed volume. But sometimes people just want to go to a brewery and not be fucking bombarded with sound. And we, you know, I know there are some breweries that don't care about that. We, we actually, you know, we take all of that to heart. So one of the biggest things that we're doing is that we are, and we haven't quite formally announced this yet. So scoop. Oh, um, Wait, I, now we need the, burp, burp, burp. I know, right? But <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of a really poorly kept secret, but if you're watching this or listening to this, then I will reveal it is that we are taking over the two spaces next to us, which is a distillery that is 90% done. Um, and we'll be opening our own distillery. And then a they're in between Goblet and the distillery is a was to be a pizza place will now be a different kind of food. But basically, we're going to open those two rooms up so that they join. And then the on one, one side, I'll have the distillery. But the reason why we're doing this mostly is because we can then really start hard, hard on the bands in the other room. And if you come to Goblet and you don't want to be bombarded with sound, you walk through our tap through you know, out our tap room door, through our brewery, which we have a bar in front of the brewery as well. It's kind of a corral uh, with a railing, um, what we call the BMX bar. If you were in there, you saw the BMXs mm -hmm. on the wall. You walk through there, there'll be a bar there, but then you can walk into the next space and it's quiet and you're not getting bombarded with music. And you can sit down in a booth with your friends. And oh, nice. still have a bar over there and, you know, and soon to be, uh, you know, custom spirits as well that are being made. And that's where the food will be as well. So that's kind of the evolution of Goblet. I think it's going to end up be, it'll probably be Goblet 4.0 because this has been 3.0. Um, <laughs> so it'll be Goblet 4.0. And we're really excited about that because what that allows us to do is, all, I mean, we get 30 to 40 messages a week for band bookings. So, and some of them are, you know, large national, you know, and global, not global strong word, but really big bands. And we need to sell tickets because we're not, you know, 99.9% .9 of what we do is free. We eat the cost of the guarantee because we know people are going to come in and, and pack the room and they're going to buy beer and it's all going to kind of, it's going to work out. But when a band comes in and they want $14,000 or $22,000 to play, we got to sell tickets. So once we got that other space open, now we can sell tickets to our heart content. You show up at Broken Goblet. I don't want to pay $22.50 to come in and see this band. Oh, no worries. Just go right over there. It's a full bar. The kitchen's over there as well. There's, you know, it's quieter and there's no live music going on over there and you don't have to pay to get in. Are you, are uh, you sure you don't want to come in? Because there's Oont Giant Penis uh, going to be going up yes, there. Yeah, yeah, they're a Norwegian death metal band. Rammstein's playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that, that's kind of the evolution of what's happening right now. Um, so actually, as we sit and talk right now, the floors are being redone, um, which is a, my kind of my white whale in the place. And then we're waiting to sign one piece of paper, and then we're going to start the floors over there in those spots. Um, and then we have a little bit more that I can't reveal on this podcast, but we have a, one more very disruptive thing that's going to happen over by us uh, <clears throat> that is going to be, without sounding like too, I'm not trying to be cocky about it i'm not but it's a very disruptive thing that's about to occur in the industry what we're about to do oh, oh you guys are industry disruptors 
that every we, uh, listen, man, you're, we, we you're uh, making a claim that I hear on every Shark Tank pitch that I ever we, hear. <laughs> well, see, I'm a I'm I come from corporate, like I'm corporate America. You know, right. like I have a corporate day job, and I've been in in healthcare for almost 20 years now. So 20 21 years actually. So um, it's hard for me to not say that. But one of the things that that I that that I talked about in brewing five years ago, I was on some show with a friend of mine named Taryn Nuren, who's a big, is a really, really awesome writer in Jersey, beer journalist. She just came out with a book called, I believe, The Woman's Places in a Brew House. It's all about women in brewing. Um, really great advocate for, for, for women in the brew, brew house and, and, and just in breweries in general. But anyway, and I was on the show and she was like, what do you think the next phase of brewing is going to be? And I start talking about this thing that we're about to announce. And if I could have heard people listening, groaning, I would have, because they're like, no, it's not going to, none of this is going to happen. Well, it, it is happening. It's just people aren't seeing that it's happening. And one of those, one of the ways to categorize this is very disruptive. Breweries are being disruptive because there's too many of us. There's too many breweries and there's no real way to separate. You know, there isn't, unless you want to make a fucking another hazy IPA that tastes just like everybody else's, which is cool. But don't get, you know, I, I, if I have to read one more person, be like, you know, some people are, you know, brew, local breweries are, are just uh, brewing bad beer. And, you know, they're surviving because of sentimentality. If that was that might have been the case three years ago, but that ain't the case now because there's too many of us. you got too many options. So you got to do stuff to get people in the door. And it like, can't always be guys, beer. hear me out. Yes. Beer. Yes. Smoothie. In one, in one conglomeration. Tom, 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 one, Tom, 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 Tom. It's already, it's already happened. You're not talking about souring it too, are you? <gasps> so that hadn't occurred to me, but I like where your head's I at. I like, I like the direction you're heading. I, I would imagine kettle souring it. Yeah. Would. Mm, it, you for, might, you might not be ready for this, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a very explosive idea. Uh, I'll <laughs> <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> no, it's just being disruptive is is you know, and and I you, you got to be re- able to make re-ferment good the beer. Wheel. I don't <laughs> mean to just. I'm not trying to say that you make shitty beer, but but have music and therefore you win. It's just you you need to do something to be. Uh, yeah. You need to do something to try to be have longevity in this industry. I think, and and that means you have to do some disruptive stuff. And disruption could be making sour smoothies. Disruption was. Tired hands coming up with the well with Omnipolo coming up with these milkshake IPAs like that was disruptive. Yeah. So and maybe disruptive now is pouring check side pulls, uh, you know, and and having it just blow up on on the breweries and PA group. And Chad or Matt posted about how they're they posted something like tell us how we change the industry without telling us. They're right because they have gone so hard in the paint on the milk pours. Now you've got the your warring factions getting mm-hmm. ready for their wall of death. See what I'm doing there? Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're getting ready for their wall of death, which is like everybody likes this, so I have to hate it. And then the which are the uh, same I, people that I, are I, are only drinking New England IPAs. Well, you know, I, I, it's hard to it's hard to ascertain who's who is deciding that they are uh, on which side. But it is a trip as a brewery owner. It's, and I just, you know, we just did Furcantinth at Goblet. So we had like 20, 18, 20 brewery owners and reps there. And we were all just bullshitting while we were shotgunning Genesee cream ale, everybody. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what we drink. 
and uh, the, all 20 of us. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about like how these trends are funny because people get so mad and it's like, just like, we just want to have fun. <laughs> oh man. We Hold on. A, we had a little comment come in. Hold on. Uh-oh. I, um, I have some, well, actually let's, uh, let's talk about Farkas farm. Over oh here no. In. Scott, Scott Farkas <laughs> over here. Yeah. I got a, I'm, I'm representing. Representing Scott Farkas over there. Warwick yeah. farm brewing broken goblet, milk pour milkshake, hazy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. That's the, that's the disruptor. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to show this. So I'm going to do a screen share of what I've been seeing in the Brewers and PA group. That is, I will say hilarious um, with these response to the Milko pours is uh-huh. uh, people like this right here. Wait, if we can a, get... Oh, hold on. Oh, just, just, yeah, yeah. There we go. So the people who are just putting milk out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, I figured I'd give it a try. Seems to be the popular thing nowadays. Produced in Lancaster County. I believe the ABV is 0.0. <laughs> <laughs> Outdoor seating is available in a play area for the kids. They have a chocolate one and a seasonal strawberry milkshake one, too. <laughs> All right. If Brown. there was a dog in that picture, that would have been, that would have made it, that would have been the trifecta. Bra- Bravo. I saw these coming up this weekend, and I oh man, Bravo! Just hilarious. It's, that's uh, <laughs> that is some fine fine that trollery. Is it is that fun. is the but true Milko pour right there. <laughs> but I mean, you got to give credit to uh, a human robot. They're the ones who have uh, really kind of yeah blown it up in the area. Milk um, tube Tuesdays, which is cool, which is good. It's brought a more awareness to it, and you know we do it at our spot, um, uh, mainly because it creates conversation. I love, people are like, what is that? I love the uh, <clears throat> the people that are like, oh, this is just a fad. It'll never catch on. It's like, well, three hundred years. Yeah. How do you do you know <laughs> yeah. anything about history? Uh, because you might want to go look that up. <laughs> It'll never catch on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just like that pesky black and tan. Who does that? Uh, <laughs> I still <laughs> I still have one of those little turtles you put on the top of the pint glass. Like in my drawer, that's just collecting dust from like when black and tans were all the rage. One one of our, <laughs> one of our most well used to be uh, our most liked picture on Instagram was a black and tan. was a black and tan. <laughs> uh, Stable Twelve did that light and dark side mm-hmm. series, which was great, and you got a little black and tan. And it was a good. That was a good thing. Yeah, I we liked were, it. We were like, look at this photograph. Yeah. Every time it makes me laugh. Yeah. Speaking of Warwick, uh, ha- by the way, happy anniversary, 9-11, 2001, uh, Nickelback came out with their, uh, their debut Jesus. album. <laughs> That's not where I expected that to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, where happy are you bir- going? Happy- I was like, where are you going with this? Tom? Happy birthday, Nickelback. <laughs> 20 years. We, we, we just took our employees to Warwick, uh, yesterday. Actually. I saw that. Gorgeous. God damn. That place is gorgeous. I know. Just that Man. whole, that view right there is just... you want You want to hate it, but you just can't. No, they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they are, they're poised to do something really special oh, um, yeah. in, in the area that, that, you know, I'd say there's too many breweries. Let's get some more like them. That that's a, that's a, that's, they're about to do some awesome stuff. Yeah. Every time I go up there, I just, I just sit on the deck and I go, man, I can't wait for this to be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fun. We had a great time. Yeah, Ryan and Tim are doing good stuff up there. We all yeah. we, we joke around. Uh, oh yeah, we Ryan didn't Ryan didn't come yesterday. He had, he needed the day off, so well, yeah, he, he well, missed out. He was taking a vacation after his vacation. Come on, yeah. Now. Sometimes you gotta take a vacation <laughs> after vacation. The guy goes out to Jackson Hole like Kanye West and has a little vacation. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's the Federal Reserve or something. Um, by the way, congratulations, right. Ryan, on your announcement. Yeah. 
Correct. May, yeah. May, may you bear a strong and, and hearty son. Yep. Middle name Citra. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a girl. <laughs> middle middle name Citra. <laughs> He's, we, he, I want him to live my my pain of, of, of <laughs> raising raising girls and just praying that they don't meet any guys like I used to be in high school. Oh God! Oh, God. oh my uh, God! That, I know it pains me. Yeah, just watching Dan, my daughter grow up, and I'm like, Dan's uh, a girl. She dad. brings <laughs> she brings home a guy who was like me in high school. Uh, I might bury him out back. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I feel, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it already. Oh, Scary. Man. You know all that you knew all those girls in high school. They're like, my dad's so tight. He's such a tight ass. Like he doesn't. He's so overprotective. And then now you're like a dad. You're like, yeah, because we knew the scuzzballs that we were <laughs> right. and that we hung out with. We knew what our intentions were. <laughs> yeah. We when it, when we were like, dude, why is your dad such a dick? <laughs> now we're like, oh my god, we're the dick. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the I'm the dick now. <laughs> I'm the dick. I'm supposed to be the dick. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad that uh, I'm not in that situation. Not yet. There's not still yet. time. There's, yeah, still, there's time. still time. That uh, you know of. We did. We did put up odds uh, for uh, the uh, the name of the uh, of the child. Um, I'm gonna bring that up. I think uh, what was it between Citra, Sabro, and Brew One? <clears throat> uh, well, we had uh early. The early favorite uh was Brew One at five to one. Uh. Sabro at seven to one. Uh, surprisingly, Citra was coming in, pulling in third at ten to one, and then the real dark horse is Azaka at fifty to one. And then you got five eighty six. Five eighty six is uh, that's the real long shot. That there, that's five hundred to one odds, folks. Uh, take those. I think odds. the re- I think the real long, long shot should be lactose for Ryan. Well, that's yeah. That's the that's the horse that's limping to the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, did you see the, uh, the bringing out the tents? Did you see the photo shoot that he had? It was really nice. Oh, uh, which one? The photo shoot for his announcement here. I'll, hold on, I'll bring it up. It was. I saw a very nice picture. Oh, <laughs> oh that's. His, <laughs> oh, his, I mean, look how. Look how beautiful that is. Uh, his wife should. I hope she punches you square in the face <laughs> next time she sees you. She wasn't on Instagram at the time I made this, so I couldn't tag her. But then she friended us immediately, and then she friended us immediately after we put this up. I'm so a little I, scared. So I think she's she's in on the joke. <laughs> so I mean, this that is funny. This one that was is good. Funny. Don't get me wrong. This one was good. Um, there was a- there was others. Um, so that was the their first choice for the photo. This was kind of a runner up. So let me just get this one pulled up here. Please let it be a bucket of lactose. Please let it be a bucket of lactose. God, I wish I could could have found lactose, but. Uh... <laughs> just a bag of uh, Jet Puff marshmallows. Oh, man, that would have been even better. Ugh. So um, obviously we had this one here, too. Oh, <laughs> I think the Citra was the better one there. I think so. Yeah, I think the the bag of hops. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Now now we know why Ryan's been uh trying to lose weight so so much. I know. He's he's been on this uh he's been on this kick that he's gotta stop drinking so much beer. I was like, dude, you in a brewery. It's hard, man. <laughs> when you when you're at the brewery a lot, it's really hard. I, I can, can I, I can attest. I can only imagine. Um all right. Yeah. So uh Dan, final thoughts. Rising Guard was awesome. Yeah. Um it rolled. Just uh, thank per- you guys. Perfect rye taste on the palate. Um Nice and soft with the uh, nitro. Um, it makes me want to go ahead and get it at the brewery with the. Uh, I want to get a carb bite on that. I think, 
I think that's going to like really accent the rye. Like, like you said, this makes it a little bit more of a stout with the roasted malts in it. Um, I believe that carb bite's really going to take that rye up a notch. So it makes you me are wanna, 100% correct. Yep. Makes me want to come to, uh, come to the brewery and find out. I really liked that it. it was, uh, it poured out like a, like a nitro stout, you know, like a, it, pour, it poured out kind of like that, you know, quote unquote Guinness, like cascade. a Guinness pour. Yeah. The cascade pour. Yeah. It was super dark and a nice creamy head on it. Um, but would, it, it drinks like a lager, man. It drinks yeah. like real light and easy. It had a real nice, um, light and body. Yeah. Yeah. A real nice, uh, it had that like malty malt, nice roasted malt flavor to it. Um, I agree. I, I, I would like to try it carved up. I, I think that, it, that it will add, uh, a different element to it. I'd like to, I'd like to taste it in its truest form. Yeah. It's definitely an experience with, uh, the nitro and like, I like anything that's like hand pumped or nitro. I always say like, I always like to pour it out and then just watch the fireworks just like as it like sits there and shimmers and everything goes up. Yeah. Uh, it's always so nice to do. Um, so it's definitely like unique because you don't, we don't get a lot of those beers no. through, through our way. Right. So, um, I can only imagine that not a lot of people really have that unless you, are you know kind of in the vicinity of broken goblet i don't know any other breweries that really do the nitro cans around here as much yeah vault does by us vault has their own line and they have a they were the first they were the og uh company that that had the doser on the line like when they did it which i want to say it was like four years ago it was a big deal people were like what is this what you know what does it do um and uh they were they were the first um so oh, that's awesome. I think, yeah, they bought it. They bought it when CBC was in Philadelphia. So whenever, whatever year that was, but they, you know, their canning line was sitting at CBC and you were watching, they had it running without the beers. So you'd watch it. And then the nitro dose it just drops like a, like a little tiny little, you know, a one micro liter of liquid nitrogen into each can. And so that's why I have to shake it to disperse. It's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we gotta get we gotta reach back out to Chris and have him on. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have to get Volt on there. Uh, was that Yardley? Yardley. Yeah. Yep, Yardley. Yardley. <clears throat> yeah, I have an interesting story about them, but that's for uh, that's for another day. He's a skateboarder too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Let's get a uh, let's get dark. Let's get let's get yeah. real dark. Yeah, let's get let's get Norwegian death metal here. I need some. Uh, I don't even know any good. I, I'm so so far out of the game in in metal. I know. I'm. I only have. I only own one metal shirt anymore. It's my Sepultura shirt, and I hold it as my like coveted <laughs> like only metal shirt I still own. <laughs> All right. And so that's yeah. That's that. That it's, can't be a reissue. Oh, uh, it's um. It is a reissue, but it's a reissue from. I had to order it from Greece. I had. I had oh, okay. So yeah, we see a lot of them around here. Yeah, you had the. It, it it's crossed many borders to get here. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't sell them at a at a whatever not hot topic. Like I don't even think you can get a simple shirt at hot, at hot topics anymore. If there even is hot topics. Oh no, I, I think you have a better chance of getting a nip, uh, Nickelback shirt there. It's true. <laughs> not even coming out of their native Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> or is that Soulfly? No, wrong? that's both. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I mean, that was I, I still retain some some <laughs> memory of that. Yeah, they're uh, that era. apparently like like. Central America and South America, like metal's just strong out there. <laughs> Huge. In South America? Yeah. Like South yeah, America yeah. is like met metal's like the number one genre. Metal is the huge everywhere. Metal is the greatest genre of music ever. Ever. What's let's, because uh, metal is transcendent across continental divides, across ages, across sexes. 
Yep. It doesn't matter. It is, it, and everybody that plays it has <laughs> probably more talent collectively and aggregately than any other genre of music across the South town where the kids don't play. Oh, uh, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. All right, let's crack this beer. So, and then we'll, we'll get into some metal here. Well, what are we, uh, what are we drinking there? Tom? We are drinking worlds coming down, uh, by broken goblet surprise. Uh, it's a dark lager coming in at 5.2% ABV. Yeah. So dark style lager featuring driest notes from the dark roasted malt that complements the crispness of a lager. Also didn't write that. <laughs> Where are you reading this on Untap? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Who, who's writing this? Oh, by the way, guys, you can follow us oh, on hey. our Untapped at Best you Best can. Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends P O D. All right. He, he's like, that's too. I'm four away from leaving this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> and two. I'm, okay. All right. We're going to crack this, and I'm going to be cracking my favorite style of can, the Crowler. Yeah, I'm yeah, so glad. This, it's is not, not a, this is not a canned beer. Or not, not the one that we canned. All right. All right. Daniel. One, two, three. All right. God, that thing just sounded like it was cracking a vault. <laughs> a little callback. Yeah. Well, look at can that. you no name mess. can you name the band reference for this beer name? I was trying to think of it because I was like, this is a that band a reference. Mess. In flames. I don't know. Sounds no, like but that's a songs. good choice. I was no. gonna say it, it sounded like something from them. Who is it? I wanted to name a beer cloud connected, but I feel like there's too many cloud beers, so I decided that would be it. the perfect hazy IPA it's name their for it. It is, song. it really is. <laughs> Oh, I know. Really who it, uh, yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, because you guys have a show coming up for it. <laughs> That's right. We do. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> would it say Philadelphia's only typo negative? <laughs> I think it's, it might be the, the, the planet's only. Typo negative. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many of them. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't but, have uh, to be region specific. <laughs> no, it's like the only global. I think there's been some, but uh, not not uh, not as good as we are. Um, <laughs> so. all right mike dan slancha cheers fellas cheers, i don't have it because i got drunk yesterday and forgot it at my at the brewery <laughs> so um i don't have it but I, I i i can taste it in my mind <clears throat> well it looks like the only beer that uh it looks like the only style of beer that typo negative would drink. Yeah, it drinks so clean, but it's as dark as the black thong underwear that Pete Steele is wearing. <laughs> Even now, he's still wearing it. <laughs> still wearing them as he was buried in them. <laughs> yes. Rest um, God, God rest his soul. That um, and just one Dracula tooth. <laughs> this uh, this beer is I I'm I was so happy with how this came out. I just really was. So why, what, um, you know, what goes into brewing a dark lager? I mean, I, it's, it's just a base. It's basically a base lager recipe again, using some dark malt, darker malts. Um, but to, to style, you're not supposed to let it get too roasty at all. So when you drink this, when you get it up, you're like, uh Oh, it's going to be like the rye you just drank. It's going to have more roastiness to it. But then when you drink it, the roast is very, very subdued, if at all. There, I'm it just really kind of drinks like a, a little bit slightly maltier lager. I think that's what I like about lagers is you always come out of it with a clean finish 
like you get a lot in the beginning like you're like oh okay there's some roasted like some roasty notes there and they are just gone right away like it's yeah. just so clean on the palate it's not lingering like you said like those roasted malts like in the rye ale and stuff like that yep no it's it, it shouldn't and they shouldn't linger it should it's the style's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be like that so uh uh, you know, but I, to me, you know, being kind of, I'm, I don't brew the beer, but I know that it's like, I know what I don't know and what I do know. And to me, I was like, oh no, as soon as I see the color, I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be uh, like a porter, you know, it's going to be like a watery porter. And uh, it, it wasn't, it was, it was su- surprisingly mild and exactly yeah. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I was, uh, I mean, you described what I was expecting uh, perfectly. I, 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 as soon as I poured it out, when I brought it up to, to drink it, I was like, uh, this is going to at least be like a Mars and like that, uh, like a little bit more roasty. Um, and it just drinks like a, a lager. I mean, it, it has very, very subtle roast notes to it, yep. but, uh, very floral. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Noble hops come through really nice. Yeah. We we're, I mean, if, if, we are trying our fucking damnedest to become lager capital. Like we just, that's all we want to brew. Um, I laugh at human robot. Ha ha. <laughs> no, I know. No. I mean, we're not, you know, it's, we're, 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 we, we've been talking about this for uh, six years. We've been talking about this. You go dig up old interviews. I did. And they asked me like, what do you guys want to drink or what, what's next? We always said, if we are lucky enough to succeed enough to move, to get an actual big boy, normal brew system and not what we were brewing in before uh we we want to brew a lot of lagers and and uh so we are realizing that dream right now and so we released we, we just keep having them all we have a whole i don't know how many have we probably have we probably have as many lagers on right now as as human robot does if not more and this is probably the most metal of lagers that you could possibly yeah. have yeah yeah i mean i think a marzen or like a nice like a, a nice Oktoberfest is a great is also kind of a great uh it's a great choice for metal or rock and 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 beer. But this is uh, like the black tooth grin of like <laughs> metal yeah, yeah. right here. I'll 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 tell you uh a great uh metal beer that uh I I would have been remiss if I uh it didn't try it when I was out at the brewery. Bach. The Bach is our Bach, yeah, my Bach, yeah, yeah. That it's a great, uh, that's a great uh, metal beer there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's same. You know, we we have a doppel coming, and uh, the doppel, the Oktoberfest, the Dunkel. We're 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 all in on it. I know, I know, it's probably going to hurt our <laughs> bottom line, but we're still all in on it. I, oh my god, it makes us happy. I know, I know, you hate Untapped, but. I have to share. Oh, no. I have to oh, sh- no. I have to share this right now. Oh no! Uh, I was looking at the pictures of people who have checked this beer in, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the pictures. <laughs> what is that? I think it's a care. <laughs> it's a it's care a- bear. I think it's a care bear. Did they bear. rate the beer? I don't think they did. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you for does not. That mean that, the beer. Is that bad? I don't. Is that good? I don't know. Do you know who Mister R is? <laughs> he had it on Dude, draft. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be dead honest with you. I might know who that is. He had it. He, he had it on draft at Broken Goblet when he rated this. 
I gotta take a picture. Of this. Wait, this was <laughs> this was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we were close. That's cool. Uh, uh, Mr. R. Maybe he but was there Saturday no... and just forgot to check it in. Because uh, well, I know I know somebody who has a clothing. What is that? Oh, this is definitely not my guys. Yeah, okay. this is uh this is Mr. R, whose name is Death for Two Gasm. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I do know who that is. Okay, I do know who that is. He's a friend. That's hilarious. His picture, though, that he uh, that he posted for the rating was pretty awesome. Spectacular. I, 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 okay. All right. That's probably okay, actually. Um, he may, he may, may. I, I don't know if we're talking about the same, quite the same person, but he probably didn't want to rate these. Didn't want to rate it because he knows that he doesn't want. Me, I don't want him to rate it. Um, He's doing the Lord's work right there. I, or, but, I, but death forty two gasm is somebody that I, I I do know, and he's a friend. <laughs> so um, they are a friend, I should say. Well, Dan, I have to say, uh, I, I think we need to. We went in this episode saying like we're you know this was going to be all we're just going to be talking about metal. This is the fastest hour of podcasting. We've already been in. It's hour an hour. Already? Yeah, we're at an hour basically. So is that a good is, thing or a bad? That's no, a, it's a no, great thing. No. So this is what happens when nothing wrong happens. Yeah. Knock on wood. Uh, nothing bad has happened, and everything has just been flowing perfectly. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a I'm a gem of a guest. I you, just, like, you want you to? I know. I mean, <laughs> when we get another POD fan on the podcast, it just it's uh, we're like the tripod of POD fans. Here. All right. So with that, Dan, perfect segue. Oh yeah. So, so we, we we didn't know last episode if we showed you this, but um, we did not. We did not because I, I I remember. Uh, saying after the episode, God damn it, we didn't show him this. Yeah, so we know how much of a POD fan you are. Um, you told us about it on the last episode. Guys, if you want to go back to the last episode with Mike Locke where he confesses his love for POD, um, go check it out in our uh, in our library. But we uh, we had a little thing over the holidays. Yeah. Um, Tom surprised me with a little, uh, little Christmas present for the podcast here. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm still waiting on my Christmas present. Don't uh, worry, don't guys. Don't worry. It's... Uh, it's it's in the basement. It's collecting a lot of dust. <laughs> but um, so we it's that uh, ceramic cock that he got from <laughs> Ramstein.com. I know. I was, I was so mad. I was like, oh man, we can't put this on the stream. <laughs> but uh, so we've we had a little bit of a little little cameo, and I I guess we'll just play it. For a yeah, we'll, we'll we'll bring it up here. Hey, what's up? This is Sonny from the band Pod, and I wanted to congratulate Dan and Tom from the best best friend podcast in the world for celebrating their one-year anniversary of their podcast. Congratulations, man. I hear you guys are doing awesome things. We're not. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best, man. Thanks for being fun. Thanks for having a blast. Thanks for rocking with the best and playing POD, man. I appreciate you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, hit me up somehow, some way. Let's find a way to get on your show. I would love to hang out and talk with you guys on your podcast. So from me to you, much love, my friends. God bless you guys. Peace. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, I have been waiting to see Mike's reaction to that. (laughs) Let's go for real though. That was good. I was, I mean, he was cool. I don't know. I'd like to know what those things were on his wall and why they were so high up in the air. (laughs) Bring that thing back up. Let's investigate this. What is that? What are those? I think, I think those are sconces. Yeah. Those are sconces. 
Yeah, there's sconces. Yes. Why yeah, are they sconces. so high in the air? Because I think he's just he's he's doing he's, this cameo on his couch. He's like, God yeah. damn it, I have a cameo I have to do before Christmas. Yeah, he's got boom. Yeah, but from <laughs> uh, from from the sconce height to the ceiling looks like it's like a foot and a half. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe his bed's not on a, a box spring. Maybe he's just sitting on the end of his mattress. <laughs> uh, he uh I mean, yeah, the San Diego winter is. Look at uh, the San Diego. Vi- I'm getting San Diego vibes. I'm getting. <laughs> but it, but for real though, I mean, you know, that was good. It was to the point. He was nice. He seemed yeah. he kind of personalized it a bit. Uh, and I, I think you guys should take him up on it. Oh, we did. He didn't respond. Oh. Uh, yeah. He didn't, uh, <laughs> left, left us. Well, on. fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. It's okay. We got Mike from Broken Goblet. Um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm actually tearing up. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I got that for, for Dan as part of, uh, the Christmas gift. And, uh, I, I couldn't tell you, I watched that like 40 times before we even put it on the podcast. Like it came, it shot up in my email, and I was like, oh my God. I watched it. I was like, that is, it's perfect. It's perfect. It Did you feel alive? Better. What's that? I did. I, I I felt I felt like I could fly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel like I mean is he is he cold, or was that just for like 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 I don't rep know. effect? It, it never it has it has to be for that because it it doesn't ever get any colder than seventy two in San Diego. He's in San Diego. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Uh, so cold, bro. I, I feel like South it's Town. never below seventy five degrees there, and it's never above seventy six. So, I mean it. You know, maybe he's got the AC cranking. Maybe, maybe. Um, so I was thinking, um, Damn. prepping for this episode, uh, I was like, you know, I, I need to brush up on my metal. I haven't, I've, I've been so far out of the metal game that like, I, I don't even know, like, I don't really listen to much metal anymore. Um, and if I do, it's, it's pretty, pretty soft metal. Um, so I was like, you know, if I had to go to metal song, like what would I play? So I thought about mine. And I was like, oh, that might be a good topic. Like if so, Mike, if you were going to uh, if someone was like, oh, yeah, I like metal. And you were like, oh, yeah, I love metal. You know, let me they're like, oh, what you know, what's your go to? Uh, what's your the like, worst? The worst question ever. What's your go to metal song? Right, do I want to ins- do I want to make them feel good about the conversation? Yes, and be a part of it. Yes, or do I want to show them that I'm some psychopath? Ah, yes. Or, like what? <laughs> there's a that you have to answer this multiple ways. Do um, I want to make them feel engaged, like they can come back and be like, "Oh, I know that," or "I know them," or do I want to be like, "Let me let me tell you what see, I you know." No, what, you, what, therein lies the problem yeah. right there. No, you want to be you want to be a dick and like I know so much more metal than you do. I want to be so you want me to name like a true obscure, some sort of obscure metal song that they would never know. Uh, no, not necessarily. I think it's just like, all right. So you're you're I'm I'm like yeah, Mike. You know I I like metal. I know you you're a big metal guy. You know what uh what's your what you know what's your go to metal song? I I mean I'm a big kind of metalcore progressive metalcore guy um i i i but i'll like deathcore progressive deathcore too okay um i've you know so and i also kind of fall into the sumerian records family of music and the like so i might choose an after the burial song 
Okay. What up? Um, God, he's such an Empire Records metalhead right now. Just like... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I might, you know, so I, I I'm, I'm trying to th- like, I, I, I love. There's, a, there's a song that they have called "Cursing a Kenaton." Uh, it's on rare form. It's uh, unbelievably good. Um, but they also have some newer stuff uh, that that I really love. Oh, look at you! So, here's a, here's the, this is the one that you named. I could listen to this every day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit here. That's fine. Yeah, this is like that progressive, like Mashuga metalcore. Yeah. See, this is it. This is a good one. This is one I can listen to. Yeah. I could throw this on the car and I can get into I, this. I, I could listen to Chaos Fear by Mashuga. Okay. Every day, all day. I can, yeah. Um, I don't even have to like bother with anything that they're saying and just listen to like, just listen to the pentatonic scale the entire time. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just told this, I won't tell the whole story, but I just, I like, Meshuggah changed my musical trajectory for my entire life. That band was a band that I, I was, I was unfamiliar with. I was in a hardcore band. I taught myself how to play the drums very late in life. I taught myself how to play the drums at like age 19, oh, having okay. never played the drums. What was your, and, what was uh, your Meshuggah song? Chaos. Uh, Chaos Fear. Okay, yeah. Chaos Fear. New, I put on New Millennium Cyanide Christ. New Millennium Cyanide Christ. So the one thing that Mashuga made me want to do is learn triplet, like the triplet double bass blast all the time, like a, just little threes every now and then, just just out of nowhere, <laughs> all the time, like dig it, <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they are they are the masters of 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 polyrhythmic music. Yeah, and uh, they've only gotten better, and their drummer doesn't get the respect that he should, but he should be. Considered in with the all-time greats of drumming, he should be in the in the in the annals of time as to what he does that really people just can't do, or they do now because of what he did twenty fucking twenty-five years ago. Twenty-five years ago, and I think he, I would compare him to like, uh, like the drummer of Pink Floyd in terms of he's just a human metronome, like but, he just plays the beat and people just he's revered because he's so consistently on time and just because he, it's not a lot of fills, but it's just consistently playing just a crazy time signature beat. But he's playing crazy time signatures, limb independent. Yes. So he's playing, whereas most people think they're clever because they can do five, you know, five over four with hands and feet, which is hard enough. Yeah. He's playing like in seven with his, ride hand <laughs> and he's playing in four with the left snare hand and he's playing in like 11 with his feet all at the same time in and making it sound so it is not so obnoxiously abrasive that you can't find the rhythm but when i first heard them uh and i think the song might have been called inside what's left behind if i'm not mistaken but it's on uh, destroy erase improve oh. and we're talking 25 years ago or so I heard that song and my friends were like, the dude that's showing it to us is like, isn't this a mind fuck? And I was, and I was like, I was like, what, what is this I'm hearing? And I went into that night. I let, I went in that house, a hardcore kid that listened to like hate breed and sick of it all. 
and was like a, you know, like a total, you know, and got into a little bit of metalcore with like Earth Crisis and stuff like that, but was really more of a four on the floor kind of, you yeah. know, beat down hardcore kid. And I left that house. All I wanted to learn about was polyrhythms and how to find rhythm within a, 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 a scale and a, a, a time signature. Just tapping it, on it, your ride and it, just playing different time signatures on double bass the whole time. It changed my entire <laughs> musical trajectory. Yeah. yeah. Like I think I even left the band that I was in very shortly after that because I immediately was like, I'm too cerebral for this, which sounds cocky, but like I could, you know, it's like the, the toothpaste is out of the, of the tube. I could not ever go back to doing it again. I had to play complicated, more complicated music. No. And I, then I, and I got into dream theater and stuff like that. So, you know, like I, and, and then I really started to get more into like, Yes. Okay, nerd. And <laughs> and uh, and rush and all that, and then it just he's got that frame poster of Asia behind him. I can see it. <laughs> the what? He's got that frame poster of Asia behind him. I no, can see no. it. Um, right, wait, right here is Maynard from the best band ever. Tool. <laughs> it's it's funny because <laughs> I heard somebody describe uh, Tool, uh, and I. It, it, for uh, a little uh, precursor, I love Tool. They're one of my favorite yeah. bands. Uh, but <laughs> somebody said they compared uh, um, Tool to Queen, and they said they're two bands with three amazing musicians and a lead singer that's just some weirdo who loves making uh, metaphors to his penis. Well, that's terribly... Accurate. To, no, it's no. I mean, uh, Freddie Mercury was Freddie Mercury was something else. Um, in, he was a weirdo terms, though, and Maynard's a weirdo, was, but they're but they're, but dude, they're incredibly talented. It, it's not taking any way anything away from their talent. They're both incredibly talented vocalists. Maynard's weird. Yeah, Maynard's weird. He's a weird dude. But Freddie he's Mercury was than real Mercury. weird. Uh, yeah, way he's weirder weird. than Freddie Mercury. Way right? weirder than Freddie Mercury. But um, but t- talented dude. And he got COVID real bad, and he got twice. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Somehow. he got hit twice. Yeah, and he uh he uh his his vocal cords are are or were fucked up. Yeah, oh, man. So. Probably That's Joe terrible. Rogan probably screwed him up real bad. Yeah, he didn't take that. that? I probably Joe Rogan did it to him. He didn't take yeah, he did, yeah, he didn't take his uh he didn't take his horse dewormer. Dude, Ro- <laughs> yeah, Rogan loves him some Maynard. He does. Yeah. Yeah, they're he like does. BFFs. Yeah. Um, one of the few, one of the few things I like about you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I saw. I, I, speaking of uh, my love of uh of uh turbo uh a perfect circle came on and i was like oh fuck i forgot how good this band yeah. is it's got one of my favorite drummers of all time josh freeze behind the kit god damn that that band was so good way better than pussifer oh. stunk see, see I, I don't think i think pussifer is great too but i see why you would say that i did enjoy pussifer is like a very formulaic type of music um As but pussifer reminds me of like nine inch nails yes yeah. i've never been into that like uh that like industrial industrial techno style kind of like that i never I, I never i tried to get into nine inch nails and i just i can't do it I, I i know trent reznor is incredibly talented and but that music i just could never get into it so fun fact when pussifer came out where they had a they did this live stream from arizona this like really crazy installation in arizona they did a live stream i want to say end of 2020-ish. So Halloween time, maybe October last year. I forget, honestly. But anyway, so we posted that we were going to stream it at Goblet. Okay. So we 
and Pussifer's management reached out to us because they thought that we were just buying one and then showing the world like we were going to stream it on our Facebook page. So we had to like first off get over the shock of the of the fact that Pussifer's management was reaching out <laughs> to us. But then secondly, having to explain to them that we had bought like multiple, we paid for multiple tickets for it mm-hmm. um, to be able to feel like we were giving the band back their money right? and that we were only showing it like in concert that night. And to, much to our surprise, they were like, oh, that's awesome. Okay. We, you know, we just wanted to make sure because we saw it on your Facebook page. I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we saw it on your Facebook page. And, uh, you know, we just thought you might be streaming it on your Facebook page and you've got a lot of people on your Facebook page. We're like, no, 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 no. And they were like, all right, cool. Awesome. You know, we'll send you some shirts. Like they, it was such a nice exchange uh, awesome. of, uh, you could, and of, you, of artistry. You could have, you could have figured out a way to get Maynard. You could have been like, Hey man, you make wine. We make beer. Fun fact. Number two, Ooh. uh, we've been trying that a lot. We've been reaching. We've been reaching out to his uh, uh, such as this company, a lot. Uh, they have yet to respond. He's got the uh, restraining order framed up behind his bar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we 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 think that's like we have certain bucket list stuff and doing like a wine barrel aged beer. You could do something. Like, oh, send us one of your wine barrels. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's what we're trying to do. But as of yet, no luck. So if anybody listening or watching has a connect, uh, we yeah, are Maynard. If you're watching. Fans. Yeah. Major, we know you're a fan if you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I, I I think part of my uh my dislike for, for Pussifer was like the disappointment that so I, I, I love Tool and uh I I really liked a perfect circle. And then it was like, oh shit, here's another Maynard side project. And that came out and I was like, it's nothing like anything that he's done and it I don't enjoy it. But and I'm I'm I can talk. I'm getting a I'm gonna get another side pull. Oh, uh, I hate you so much. Go fuck yourself. Uh, but I can talk. Uh, but but you know it's funny because I feel the same way about Mike Patton. Yeah, okay. because he does so yes. many s- side projects. Um, and but a lot of them were, are they're they're very different. And so you you know I, I don't happen to like a lot of them. Like I don't like Tomahawk very much, and um, I wasn't even a huge fan of Mr. Bungle because it was too disorganized for my brain. Yep. But, um, you know, that's why I don't like this. I don't like Dillinger escape plan either. Cause disorganized. Um, but, but at least it's different to your point. Pussifer felt like a, 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 like a side, you know, like you were practicing in the next room to a perfect circle, but didn't mm-hmm. quite hear it all. And then you're like, oh, you're like try to copy it a little bit. Um, but I feel like perfect circle was more, uh, radio friendly and more well-written songs. And I feel like, uh, Pussifer is, them doing whatever the fuck they want and if you like yeah. it cool and if you don't that's kind of the way i look it at was it like, where it's not it, it was like structured the, well it was like the slow bully trying to copy your homework in high school <laughs> you're just like just just make it sound like it's not me well it was like it, it was like a perfect circle maynard kind of catered he he built this band around him to kind of everything work together with his vocals and like his idea and then Pussifer was like, he was like, all right, well now I want to get experimental and do yes. whatever the fuck I want. 
and, Correct. and that was kind of that, that's how it felt. It started doing very that avant garde. Yeah, it started doing that with the perfect circle, too. And oh, man, we are just we're going into a music podcast so hard right yeah. here. Yeah, no, I love fin- it. I love I'm, it. I'm already finished my beer here, so I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. We, we better. Yourself, I know we got to talk off. about four local. I don't want you guys to cut off. No, no, no. Talk about so, that. oh, no, we're definitely going to talk about that. Daniel, it's, it's on my list. Daniel, well, you're. Uh, What's your your go to uh, metal song? I already have it in my head, and hit me, um, hit me with it. Three inches of blood, deadly center. Oh wow, what a good one! Okay, that is one where I just put that on, and I don't care what I'm doing, but I'm gonna rock out doing that. Dishes, driving, anything. <laughs> it's so like uh, it's just I don't know why it just reminds me of Ronnie James Dio. It's got the perfect mix of like new and old metal for me. Yeah. It's got that like. Well, that's why. <laughs> it's got that like. Yeah, it's got that old, but then like you're listening to like. It's like the that- subtle intricacies of something that's a little bit proggy, like in the drums and stuff, like. He's doing so much with the double bass and that in different time signatures, and it hasn't stopped the same rhythm the entire time. Dude, it, it's like it's like Priest and and Very Rush. Priest. It's Priest and Rush and uh, I don't even I don't even know. Like uh, I would say it's like Priest and Rush with a little kill switch engage. Yeah. So I, like it's got that like new kind of like metalcore in there a little bit. Like a lot of guitar squeals. Pinch harmonics, yeah. yeah. Just all of those in there, like the metalcore staple. Yeah. Especially for Kill Switch. They were the. Adam D was the pinch queen. Yeah. <laughs> pinch king, pinch queen, whatever. He was the pinch dude. I think he uses both of those pronouns, though. So <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're fine. I think you're safe. What a good dude that guy is, too. Oh, my Jeez. God. I, I mean, I've seen that guy live innumerable times, I've seen Kill Switch engage. And he that's still one of my favorite things to go back to is just be like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to give that uh, alive or just breathing. A you can't and you cannot top to bottom. You can listen to the whole album. All bangers. And that's all Adam. That's Adam drums. That's Adam guitar. That's yeah, he's talented. Dude. That's everything. And then Jesse on vocals. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's God, like, we're dude. gonna write this album, and the band's gonna come to us, guys. <laughs> it's true. It, yeah. it just, they just and and they knocked it out of the park with both vocalists. Oh yeah, like they're one of those bands that changed vocalists and still sounded great. Yeah, and yeah. even when they brought Jesse back, they just mm-hmm. did a they did an album like a year or two ago where they had Jesse, and then they brought Howard back for a little bit. Yeah, the crossover. And yep. I went, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but and how? I mean, but they, they, they. Those are two very different singers. Yeah. Too, oh yeah, and they were able to 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 weather that. And yeah. I think it's a testament to Adam. But he's such a good producer too. Like he's a good producer, good songwriter. So he's got he's got everything everything you need. I think I think arguably the better songs are with uh, with Jesse, but Agreed. the more popular songs are with Howard. Howard brought sure. just like a different a different level. Yeah. I mean, you only had alive or just breathing, and was that like, it? With how- and you had one like EP before that, so like you didn't have much. I know with Jesse, yeah, yeah. So heartache was heartache was Howard, right? Yeah. Yes. So that you had alive or just breathing, and then everything was Howard after that right. until like 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. when he came back. So I mean, for like five years, you had just Howard. So you only had right. Jesse for one right. year. 
one of the highlights of my music life was hanging was at hanging at the electric factory with unearth and kill switch and a keg of our beer sitting in in unearth we took all the shelves out and we put a keg with a hand pump in it and just like hang i guess it was this is hardcore i think it was one where yeah. it ended up with kill switch and and on earth that was yeah and it was that. uh just hanging out with them backstage and if you watch the hate five six videos like you can see us you can see me stage diving um during under during giles uh from or giles whatever from on earth yeah um, but that was just at all like to hang with those two bands and just watch the interaction and and i was like those are one of those blessings that when I'm 70, if I'm alive, I'm going to be like, Oh, that was cool. That was really cool. So before, before we, uh, before we talk about, uh, for local, um, I want to, uh, I was thinking, you know, the, what brought this topic up, I was thinking about like, what's my, uh, you know, my go-to metal song. And I was just like, whatever comes to mind, boom, I'm going to throw it on, you know, Google play this. And mine was, uh, big timber by Himza which was a, a band that we didn't get enough of. Two albums. Yep. I love this song. Yeah, the uh, drummer did all of the stop motion animation mm-hmm. for this video, too. Himzo was like flashing the pants. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I saw them live at the uh, First Unitarian Church. Uh, they opened up for A Life Once Lost and Darkest Hour. And... I was so enamored with them that I, I went over to their table because I just wanted to talk to them. I was like, dude, you guys killed it. And the and the guitarist was like this big dude with like long curly blonde hair and like a big like Thor looking guy. And I was like, dude, you guys rule. And he's like, thanks guys. I really, really appreciate it. I was like, oh I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but the, well, these, he does no interviews. Yeah, like Summon the Thunder was it's a great album and this song like it's just like this song everything it has everything for me like uh metal wise just ripping guitar fast drums great vocals i'm like it, it has a, a, a gr- awesome breakdown um so i mean this is what i'm looking for in in a in a metal song and this was a band that did like the metal but then, like that whole rhythm of like the, the drums, right there. That's a hardcore, right there. That's yeah. a hardcore punk beat with double bass, right there. <laughs> they did a lot of uh, two-part harmony guitar stuff too. Yeah, cool. yeah. It just Good like, bands. Good yeah. choices, man. Good choices. Yeah. I, See, it's not always POD with us. <laughs> I was. I, I gotta say, I was between this one and my other go-to is uh, Sleepwalker by Parkway Drive. Uh, that's a good one the aussies yeah parkway was like that was like my i remember being introed uh to parkway and they were like uh like at uh it was at uh dan's old house and uh with his uh degenerate friends yeah we uh, used to just mosh in the backyard around a bonfire to that shit and i just (laughs) i just remember somebody being like oh yeah you got to listen to parkway drive and i'm like oh i don't want to listen to another emo band i don't want to listen to another band that's a street Yeah, and uh, I threw it on. I was like so surprised by it, but it's it, Parkway Drive was like it sounded like a like it was going to be like a yellow card cover band, you know. It, I was like, ugh. The thing about cool was about Park about Parkway was that they were metalcore, but you kind of knew they were from Europe. 
or yeah. not, not Europe. You knew they were not from the United States, right? Which is hard to come across in music. Uh, that's not like mm-hmm. a little bit more contemporary and progressive, like some so whoever we were talking about uh, in Flames. Like you know, they're you know where in Flames is not from the United yeah. States, or you can there tell. Oh, yeah. I, the Parkway also were, was doing metalcore that didn't sound like. Right. It was from the United States. Yeah, and they had uh, Tool's producer do the uh, album that you just brought up, actually, which was uh, pretty awesome. They just have that, like... So this is the song that actually they play it, like, in a certain order, and in the middle of the song, reverses, and they play that order backwards to the end. So what they do is they, like... It's crazy. It's almost like an hourglass. Like, the, the... it goes to a certain point, stops, and then goes backwards. <laughs> Speaking of hourglass, name of God, this is the at, we're we're at the anniversary. Like, what a what a what a juggernaut of a band. I I, I could have also mentioned them, but I didn't want to be cliche. I know because we had, we had texted about it. But I know I can listen to I can listen to anything up through Sacrament over and over and over and oh, over of course. again. No, and then I could skip the next two or three, <laughs> and then the new self-titled one, the is the one that came out last year is is really really good yeah. in my opinion. So I listened to it and I thought it was great, and then someone told me that because um, I was like, "There's something different about it. It it, it, it doesn't sound like them. There was something something was off." And my buddy goes, "Oh, uh, Chris Adler's not in the band anymore." Yeah, and I was it was like a record scratch where I went, er. "I was like, oh, yep. no, big what? deal." It was big a, big deal. Yeah, that was a big draw for me. Big as, deal. As, yeah, I mean, you're a drummer. I'm a drummer. Like that was a. You can tell when a band changes when they get a new drummer, and it's like, it changes the well, whole the fu- dynamic of a band. The funny thing is that if you listen to the self-titled, like if you listen, there's a, the tune on there's a tune on there called Memento Mori, which is just very lamb. Yeah. But it it's the guy the drummer's name that you're talking about is this guy named Art. I forget his last name. Yeah. The Art Art or is his first name. He is, uh, you could tell that on this album, the label was probably like, everything needs to sound like Chris Adler. The fills, the placement of the symbol within the, within that your hands on a fill every. So when you listen to the new, the self-titled to me, it sounds like art is trying to be Chris, which to me, uh, uh, sonically sounds better than Sturm and Drang and the, and the, whatever that other one was that was in there. Um, it, it just sounds better to me, uh, so yeah, you're. But yeah, Chris not being in the band was is huge. But he was done, completely done. Yeah, with he, that band, he just yeah, he just got tired of it. I think he was he got tired of being typecasted into a yeah. certain style. And you know, I get it. Like at like you said, like it got up to Sacrament, and it was like, okay, guys, what can you do after that? Yeah, <laughs> and he wanted to do all kinds of different shit, and they were like, nope. Label was like, nope, you're doing. You're, 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 why are you fucking with this? We're playing arenas. <laughs> and I think, I think he just got tired of, but the ironic thing is he's like, he got tired of it. And then he's, I think he played with Megadeth. So it's like, you got tired of arenas. So now you're playing arenas with Megadeth, but I guess it's just a different kind of metal. And he Literally. always wanted to play like 200 BPM and higher. Like he really wanted to play tempo stuff. Yeah, um, and you're and not going to get that with Megadeth. <laughs> no. So it's, it's weird, but I mean, I don't know the dude at all, but everything I hear about him is that he's a really nice guy and uh, is, I know he's a really good producer cause he produced, he produced my friend's album. This is the apocalypse is a band. They're no longer, but they were out of Lancaster and uh, yeah. he produced one of their album. He, he produced the, their uh, most recent album 
before they change names. Um, but you know, good, really, he's really smart. Knows what he's doing. Let's talk about a, uh, let's talk about four local real quick before we wrap up. Cause we are up against it. We are up against it. Yeah. This is what happens when, uh, everything just flows. I know naturally. we just need to, we need to do another episode with Mike where it's just like, all right, we're drinking beer and, uh, here's an hour of metal talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody listening. I don't be, no, this is what we were. Apologize. No, this is what we, what we intended. Oh no, this is exactly how we knew it was going to yeah. happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the four local foundation and the four local beer fest that they're going to be doing here. So, um, this is a pretty unique, uh, setup here. And I think you were one of the first breweries to sign on immediately, uh, upon hearing it from what I was told. Yep. Yeah. We, we are, uh, those guys, the, the, the guys that, uh, Bob and them that, that run it are, are very, uh, supportive of us. And uh, we like to support especially other beer fests that are run by like that are not huge conglomerate third party things. Um, we still do them periodically, but if given the option between a smaller, more boutique one and then one of these big ones that just happens every year, we'll always choose the smaller boutique one and also like to support the people that support us. But I think it's a great the way he set it up is different. I never done anything like this. So I'm going to be the one there. It's going to be interesting. Oh, so yeah, that's awesome. You're going to be there. Yeah. Um, so like a little inside baseball, I mentioned it on the last podcast. My, uh, brother-in-law, Mike is one of the guys who puts it on. So he's one of the, um, he was one of the ones who did like a couple of the other beer fests and he goes out and grabs the beer from you guys all the time, posts all the pictures and stuff. Um, and he was telling me all about this. He's like, Hey, I have this new idea for a beer fest, you know, pandemic has kind of geared the way beer fests should probably be operated and he you know having that table service just sounds awesome so like people who haven't like you know been to fourlocalfoundation.com to read about the uh, beer fest so this is a beer fest where you'll basically be served at the table by each brewery and you get you know basically pours of the beers you get to talk with somebody from the brewery about that beer, about that style, and they come to you. So you don't have to walk around to each table. They'll come to you. And the best part is for the for the breweries is if you like the beer on the way home, you can just grab some beer on the way out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Beer's gonna be for sale there too. Yeah, that's I, I think that's the best part of the whole thing is uh, you know, I've been to several beer fests and it's like, oh, here's a pour. Uh this is what we're called. We hope to see you at some point. And then you, you get home you know, after drinking, Man, I wish I had a four pack of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you also get home and you're a little, uh, lightheaded and, uh, you're like, you wake up the next morning. You're like, the name of that brewery. I mean, it, their, their beer was pretty good. And it's like, mm, that's it. You know, this way you take, you know, Oh shit. This is, if full. there was something that you were like totally enamored, exactly. By, grab it on your way out. But also you get to, you get a personal a level of interaction. So it's not just like you walk up, you're in a line of 20 people or whatever. And you're, you know, you walk up, you get your taste. Like you might spend 10 seconds talking. You might be one of those people that moves over to the side and then tries to chat, you know, but we can't at a beer fest generally, unless you're well-staffed, you can't engage with them and answer a lot of questions. This like, to me, I obviously like to talk and be, you know, be conversive. So this is going to give me an opportunity to like engage with the tables. I think the thing I'm hesitant about or not hesitant, I'm, just, I'm not worried about it, but like 
you know, you get a table of duds, like where, what's that <laughs> conversation going to like, so uh, uh, anybody like uh, Meshuga? Uh, or, but I don't know what we're, you know, like if you don't have anybody, so it's going to be up, up, I think up to the people that go to be able to engage folks and also know when to be like, all right, I'm done talking, just enjoy your beers and, and, and whatnot. But I'm looking forward to that part the most is that engagement. Cause you're right. They might at that point be like, ah, oh, that was a pretty cool beer. I really like talking to that guy. I like the story of the beer. I like the story of the brewery. Uh, you know, I like this. I like that. I'm going to go buy that beer and I want to go check out their, their, what they have at their spot. So um, I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah. That's um, that's what I said. Like right off the bat, I was like, you have to do this. Like, cause when he pitched it to me, we didn't know what, you know, quote opening up was going to be like you know after the pandemic like what could and could could we not do like and you know since then he's been able to open up a few more tables allow more people like to you know purchase these tables and it just like you said it just gives a nice like a little bit more personal experience with the beer you know you get to talk to people who represent the brewery and kind of find out a little bit more than just like yeah you know here here's a tiny pour have a good day enjoy cheers yeah it's <laughs> it's very much like the chef's table at a restaurant where the chef comes out and chats with you for a couple minutes if it, it, i feel i think it, it's going to be like that i hope it is oh it's going to be like Artie buco oh, from yeah. sopranos <laughs> oh dude mike's going to be Artie buco from the sopranos where he just over talks and people are just like yeah that's this is great it's a great beer of course of course <laughs> I'm like, so then you're scaring in, people away from broken goblet <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I probably will over talk. So, <laughs> so, uh, the, the four local beer fest, the remix is going to be, uh, September 18th, which is the Saturday. What are we, is it this Saturday? It coming is? Up? Yes. This Saturday, this Saturday this coming Saturday. up. Okay. This Saturday seating starts at 11. I believe that's correct. At, as of, yesterday there's only one table left okay yeah one or i thought there was one or two left yep one table left and uh it's at blueprint brewing yep yep and uh yeah it's a, it's a great setup uh dan is going to be there uh i, I unfortunately i'm not going to be there uh i just uh, gotta find i gotta find people to talk to i'm just gonna sit there and go live with a couple people mike, i mean mike's gonna be there so yeah. that's gonna fill up some of our time here um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to fill up a good two and a half hours of metal talk. Yeah. Un un unfortunately, uh, it was, uh, there was a scheduling conflict where I, I, I cannot be there. Uh, you want to talk about scheduling conflict, Newtown beer fest is the same day. Oh, speaking of big third party ones. Yeah, really? And right, now I know has, and free will has their lager fest the same day. Oh, oh there, there's oh my god that's in the same same yeah. town almost the same yeah. town. Too. so so one of us is so we we're passing on Newtown to be true to what i just said you know we we're always going to choose more local especially what happened with free will and, and and the hurricane um but so kate our kate will be at free will pouring uh the mybach and pouring our hellas on side pull tap Oh, and then uh and the, yeah we hooked one up to our jockey box and then i'll be at four local but yeah so it's, it's scheduling conflicts a lot that's yeah. the most bougie jockey box i've ever seen sure. <laughs> it's, a <side> <laughs> it's the most expensive gonna, jockey box dude the side pull tap costs as much as the jockey box does yeah all the copper on the inside mm -hmm. too they're, <laughs> they're the obscenely eyes. obscene so a brewery owner that shall remain nameless texted me he's like yo where did you get your side pulls so i sent him the link like 20 minutes later he's like all caps. What the fuck? <laughs> like what period? The period. Fuck period. I was like, what? Do you, what? He's like, 
why why am I paying? Why did you pay so much for one of these? I was like, well, we bought three, <laughs> uh, but we we were but and you have one in your out. and you have one in your basement, and that it just, I, well to be candid, I bought the third one that is in my basement that will then be disconnected to go on the jockey box oh, for so, any type of logger fest yeah. we do, and then I will bring it back to my basement. Well, then you have people like Brendan from Heroes, Heroes Don't Wear Capes, this right. guy. This guy yeah. is donating his own side pool, <laughs> whereas Brendan tried to donate his side pool to at Stickman to the rest of his fellow employees, and then he took it home because he didn't want anyone using it. <laughs> um. All right, let's uh let's wrap this thing up. Uh, oh wait, we got uh, somebody came in. Yeah, Stevie boy. Steve, I know him well. <laughs> Pianos boy. with a purpose, baby. Look that up. All right. Pianos with a repurpose. Pianos okay. with a repurpose. This guy takes old grand pianos and baby grand, I guess baby grand and grand pianos that are like thrown away, and he turns them into this unbelievably cool wall art, hmm. which shell like kind of mounts them sideways, and it keeps the keys. It's fucking amazing what he does. Uh, Steve, um, I was hoping that was like a dueling piano thing. Like pianos with a purpose. It's a dueling piano team. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, so Dan, uh, now that we're doing, uh, we're back to doing audio with the with the Garage Band. We can do a bonus time. We could do bonus time. We could do a little bonus time if you're up to it, Mike. We could do a little bonus time. Bonus time, baby. All right, let's do it. Um, all right, so let's wrap this thing up, and uh, you know, so yeah, we're gonna cut the audio. So yeah, if you're listening, all to audio, audio listeners, uh, sucks to be you. Yeah. Um, but hey, if you want to catch us all on Facebook and Twitch, uh, catch the recap. There's gonna be a little bit more. Um, guys, files obviously on Facebook is best best friends pod. That's best best friends p o d. That's three. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's counting. I mean, he remembers. <laughs> He's got the slashes on his wrist to prove it. <laughs> um, yeah, Twitch. Uh, you can follow us. Like, like we said, if you're not, uh, if you're not on Twitch and you're not, uh, or Facebook Live or YouTube, uh, you're you're really just you're fucking up. It's just that's all it is. Um, hop in stream. Uh, hop in the chat. We will answer questions for you. Uh, and you're you're missing out on this bonus time. So. Uh, you know, can I plug something real quick? Yeah, before absolutely. You cut out. Yeah. Um, uh, Hoppy Halloween seven beer fest is tickets go on sale public this coming Friday, depending on when you're listening or whenever. But uh, I believe it is the 17th. They will go on sale. It always sells out every year. Um, we expect it will sell out almost immediately. So if you're listening and you have interest in it, it's at Broken Goblet. It's the coolest Halloween podcast uh, it's Jesus. It's the coolest Halloween. Thank you. The coolest Halloween beer fest you will go to uh, all local breweries. Um, New Trail and Warwick Farms will be there. So in case anybody really cares. And that band right there. Is oh, that yeah. Baby. Look at that band. Oh, shit. Get ready for some droney doom metal, baby. <laughs> We're going to fill the room with green light and some pillows so you can sleep. But we don't care because it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, right, so I'm going to shout Halloween. out. I'm going to shout out Evanescence covers. Oh man, <laughs> fly leaf. We're oh, never going to hear you because we're just going to be so in our doom world. Wanu apes. Be- <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah, love- happy Halloween seven on sale this this Friday the seventeenth to the public. Oh yeah, guys. All right. Um, uh, I I. 
was going to say like, while I'm in here, yeah. you know, we'll do the rest of you guys' plugs. Um, guys, go check out Broken Goblet's website. It's brokengoblet.com. We have a, and we have a new website that'll be up by this Friday. This website's a fucking dumpster fire. So <laughs> oh my God, is it? <laughs> this thing you're showing right now is broken and the new one will be up this Friday. It's not um, ironic. Yes, Don't my you think? friend, uh, my friend <laughs> Paul is uh, is the finishing touches. It will be up this Friday. Hold on, L- let me show you the best part about this. Uh, we got Mike right here. This yeah, is the best was, part of the website right here. So, guys, <laughs> um, before this site is taken down, make sure you go to brokengoblet.com. Um, check out Mike's picture on there, guys. Uh, oh, believe me, it's on the new one too. <laughs> Sweet, I can't escape it. <laughs> uh, Instagram, uh, where we were just checking out there. Um, you know, Hoppy Halloween is at Broken Goblet Brewing. Hey, I love a place that, you know, cannot get all of their handles the same, but hey, you guys, you guys do you. Uh, we got <laughs> at Broken Goblet here on Facebook. And uh, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, uh, we've got their untapped here. Uh, so if you want to go check them out. Yeah, what's uh, our rating at, at these days? I can't see. I say 3.75. Hey, yep. you're hey, you're right in line with Victory and Sly Fox. So, you know. yeah, I, I think we're going up. Actually, we were three point seven four a bit ago. We're, we're I think we're actually going up. Is that possible? Not on untapped. No, you can only go down. <laughs> you only, yeah. Unlike <laughs> unlike stocks, you only go down. <laughs> and also, guys, we mentioned it before there is one table left. If you guys want to reserve tickets for localfoundation.com. Uh, is the website for the beer fest. We also have a link in our bio if you guys want to check that out. So that is all of the screen sharing yeah. I've got for now. Buy that last table. Get that last table so you can listen Buy to Mike talk table. about Mashuga for like <laughs> two, maybe three hours. Yep. Um, all right. That wraps this thing up. Uh, where, yeah, we're going to hop in bonus time and uh, talk a little more that you audio only listeners uh, are not privy to. Um, Guys, uh, social media, yeah. just one more drop. Um, at Best Best Friends Pod, that's Best Best Friends P O D. Uh, yeah, and uh, and hop on Twitch, uh, it's Best Best Friends Pod, uh, or and you know what, same thing, um, uh, e- you know, emails, they don't matter, nobody's sending us emails except for like spam bots. I know people are trying to build our websites. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, not yet. Not uh, yet. Oh, uh, um, he's done. He's done. He's, he's like, I've had enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, hop on Twitch. It's a uh, twitch.tv slash best, best friends podcast, twitch.tv slash best, best friends P O D. Probably the weakest of the drops cast. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, uh, and that about does it. Yeah, guys, uh, thank you for uh, joining us on the audio. We're going to yep. switch back over to some screen time. Maybe I'm just going to pass it. Bonus yeah. time. Bonus time. Maybe I'll pass a rising guard over to Tom. Maybe. Daniel, uh, you know how I feel about you. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. I can't. I got it. That's six. <laughs> That's all six. There it is. Uh, one for the thumb. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, always remember, uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. The Clinton family was responsible for that. And it's uh, Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 85. We wow. out. See you. <laughs>
best friends pod hosted by dan and tom best best friends pod hosted by dan and tom best best friends pod hosted by dan and tom best best friends pod hosted by dan and tom this podcast is hosted by two bros by two bros so crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet, a cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there were influenced for me. Epstein is still alive and listens to best best friends pod.